the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 40, the big 4-0 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including what's behind the worldview revolution in our public schools. That's right, George. You know, today we're going to be asking the question we think deserves very serious consideration. But the question itself assumes a couple of things. Number one, that there is indeed a revolution going on in our public schools. And two, that that revolution involves what we call a worldview, a grid, a filter of how we think about the world and our place in it. And so, par- yeah, and parents, parents, please, please, please listen to this episode because I think what most of myself included, most of us as parents, what we don't understand is that if maybe in the past your children, and I'll put myself in there because it, it hasn't been that long since I've been in school. Um, if we probably got somewhat of an objective education that was less values-driven today from what I'm seeing in my children's textbooks and in the way that their teachers are educating them, it's all through a particular lens. It really is, George, and we're going to look at some evidence for that. We've talked about these things in the past, but uh, it's always worth reviewing them again. So there are three interconnecting threats that, that we talk about all the time. Um, and if you're a new listener to this program, uh, to review the first of these worldview revolutionary threats is what we call sex and gender theory. And it comes in many guises, but is centered around this idea of separating biology from one's personal identity. Now, if you just sit back and think about that for a moment, you will realize how absolutely radical that is. Mm -hmm. Separating your identity, whether it's sexual orientation or your gender, from your biology, from your DNA, from your sexual organs— Every cell in your body is encoded with sexual information. Even if you have surgery, even if you take hormone uh, therapy, none of that is going to change the fundamental aspect of who you are and who God made you, actually. Mm -hmm. So 
this idea that we are now trying to personalize and make completely subjective your sexual orientation and your gender identity repudiates reproductive science. It it totally gets rid of it. In our last episode, we talked about the idea that Planned Parenthood is pushing now that people can become pregnant. It's no longer uh, relegated to just biological women. Now they're actually trying to uh, convince us that men can become pregnant if they identify as women. So this repudiates uh, the law of nature and science. It repudiates empirical data and the collected wisdom of 6,000 years of, of, of human history. And the sad thing, George, is that, as you and I both know, this messaging begins in kindergarten. Um, their children are exposed to cartoon instructional books like Who Are You is just one example, A Kid's Guide to Gender Identity. Teachers tell impressionable young minds, this is a quote, babies can't talk, so grown-ups make a guess about their gender by looking at their bodies. Say what? Now, can you imagine an authority figure, a teacher, telling a five-year-old mm-hmm. that your parents made a guess about your gender identity. They don't even understand these terms. You know, they're still playing with crayons, playing in the dirt, and yet we're introducing this kind of mentality, terminology to children at this very impressionable age. And George, this is followed up, of course, in later grades with books like My Princess Boy. You Mm -hmm. can infer what that is all about. Jacob's New Dress. And graphical tools like the gender unicorn all intended to cement this illusion that chromosomes and body parts, they just don't matter. They just don't matter. And at the same time, state legislatures are passing what we call non-discrimination laws to open school bathrooms and locker rooms according to a child's gender preference. Teachers are being ordered to use preferred gender pronouns under the threat of dismissal all of which is meant to convey the lie that biology, that your biology is irrelevant. So you've got that going on. And, but the other big goal, of course, of uh, sex and gender theory is to sexualize children, to get them involved in sexual activity at the earliest age possible. We've reviewed this book before, um, this teaching tool called It's Perfectly Normal, that depict realistic graphics of fully exposed child genitals and sex acts. George, this book is meant for 10-year-old children, and then it only gets, of course, worse from there. And schools today not only promote child sexuality through comprehensive sex ed and other programs, they facilitate off-campus sex-related medical ser- services for their minor charges. In fact, under California's uh, Assembly Bill 1184, which was signed into law by Governor Newsom shortly after he defeated the recall election, the first notice now that parents will get that their child has re- received what are called sensitive services, like abortion. Mm-hmm could be when the bill shows up in the mail. So parents have no uh, insight into the kind of medical services that that their kids are getting. So this is what we call uh, the the sex and gender theory revolution one. We're changing children's perceptions. And just to help maybe parents understand, 
you know, at the very beginning, we said everything stems from a worldview, and that worldview is called critical theory. And in the middle of those two words of critical and theory, you can sandwich any topic in this world because that's how they view it. So it's critical sex theory, critical gender theory, critical race theory, as we're going to talk about here next. Once you just sandwich that word in there, then you'll understand that it's this critical theory worldview of oppressed versus oppressor categories. That's right. Yeah, this is the second worldview revolution, number two. And that's, uh, as you just mentioned, critical race theory, the now ubiquitous topic of nightly news cycles that galvanize Virginia's domestic terrorists. Those are, those are actually parents. And kept uh, the shoe-in governor, at least he thought he was Terry McAuliffe, off the, uh, out of the governor's mansion in Virginia. Um, Glenn Youngkin actually was able to, uh, to get that spot, mainly because Terry McAuliffe uh, made the, uh, the unthinking statement, but one he firmly believed in. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. He was, he was very honest. He was. Uh, <laughs> so what is a critical race theory? Well, actually, George, as we know, it's veiled Marxism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's class warfare uh, in, in different clothes. Uh, only in, in, instead of the bourgeoisie against the proletariat, the conflict is now between the races. And as first reported by uh, the journalist Christopher Rufo, in Cupertino, light-skinned elementary schools are taught to deconstruct their racial identities and rank themselves according to power and privileges. Uh, Similar kinds of exercises are now occurring across the nation. Um, Under critical race theory, representative democracy and capitalism are taught as tools of white patriarchy, where where the tactics employed to advance this worldview kind of reminds you of the old Soviet-era joke. The future we know, it's the past that keeps changing. Mm-hmm. And through this project called the 1619 Project, the past is changing. Uh, this was published uh, in the New York Times uh, in uh, late 2019 and has been thoroughly discredited by all the world's leading historians. But it's nevertheless being pressed into service by public schools in an effort to reframe our founding documents, our form of government, separation of powers, all as tools of the oppressor class. Kids are taught that Lincoln was not an emancipator but a closet racist. And if you want some recent evidence of this, George, um, the California, a sister organization of ours, one that we highly respect called California for Equal Rights Foundation, is suing the California Department of Education for advancing religion in public schools. And we know from the ethnic studies framework in California that they're just doing just that. It advises teachers to engage students in chants to Aztec and Mayan gods. This Demonic. is a religious practice. And then there was a very interesting article from uh, the Federalist regarding the Campbell Union High School School District. They are all in with critical race theory. And this is just one example of what's happening in school districts across the country. They provide uh, their students, teachers, 
and third parties incredible information for indoctrinating children to believe in white supremacy, the oppression of disenfranchised racial communities. Uh, You can go through hundreds of pages of documents on topics like affirming black lives without introducing trauma, uh, black trauma and showing up at work, White people don't understand the trauma of viral police killing videos. An educator's guide to this moment, resources for educators, parents, and students. Having the talk, Mm -hmm. expert guidance on preparing kids for police interactions. Preparing to discuss race and police violence in the classroom. Racial Equity Resource Guide. George, it just goes on and on and on. They're all painting this picture that if you're light-skinned, you're, you're fundamentally a racist. You're, you're an oppressor. And if you're dark-skinned, well, you're a victim, and you need to fear the police and not want to have anything to do with them. In fact, George, uh, further down this list of resources is what we what they say, know your rights. And this is for students. So student resources points to teaching our kids to be political activists. When they click on this know your rights hyperlink, where does it go? ACLU. It it goes to an ACLU sites. And you know what it talks about? How to be a protester. This is a direct quote. Mm -hmm. Know your rights, protesters' rights. The First Amendment protects your rights to assemble and express your views through protest, and that's true. However, police and other government officials are allowed to place certain narrow restrictions on the exercise of speech rights. Make sure you're prepared by brushing up on your rights before heading out into the streets. What are they teaching kids to be political activists? How to rebel. It's, it's unbelievable. And then on, on another uh, uh, link that you can uh, click on called Speaking Up, and again, this is a resource for students from the, the Campbell uh, High Union School District, it goes to an organization called Learning for Justice. Learning for Justice is actually a project of the Southern Poverty Law Center, which brands Anything that doesn't agree with their social justice agenda as hate speech. Yep. That's what they're all about. In fact, they even uh, said that the uh, Family Research Council was a hate organization. Alliance Defending Freedom, Liberty Council, a bunch of them. They're all hate organizations. Here's another resource that that Campbell Union School District provides to its kids. The Anti-Racism Resource List. So, George, racism used to mean uh, treating someone differently according to their race, right? Well, that definition now has been reframed according to this resource list. Racism is is not just race prejudice. Mm -hmm. It has to be linked with social and institutional power. So if you happen to be from a disenfranchised community, and maybe you're a a person of color, you can't be racist. We've seen this before in a lawsuit in Nevada where this was litigated, but this is what is being taught in in this uh, school district. Uh, Other definitions of racism uh, tie it to systems 
in society. For example, racism is a system of advantage based on race. It's a system of oppression based on race. And finally, racism is a white supremacy system. This is all being taught in the Campbell uh, uh, School District. Well, as quoted in the same article by The Federalist, one of the resources provided to the Campbell Union High School District was a Trevor Noah speech labeled, Why Rioting Makes Sense, followed by an unhinged anti-white riot from Sonia Renee Taylor demanding that white people throw your white body on police officers and put their bodies on the line for the purpose of justice. In a recommended Black Lives Matter resource guide, this is, by the way, it's been removed since this article in The Federalist came out. I guess there is a limit to their embarrassment. Mm -hmm. But there was a section in there, George, called Hex, which told the reader, quote, hexing people is an important way to get out anger and frustration. What is hexing? Hexing is putting a curse on somebody. Whoa. A religious curse. It becomes increasingly deranged, suggesting that those who say all lives matter or commit microaggressions should be targeted. Quote, write your own hex poem cursing that person, it instructed. This is demonic. It is demonic. Here's the question, George. Is pagan hate-mongering the legitimate business of our public schools? That's a good question. Well, that was... Uh, World View Revolution number two, which is critical race theory, but there's another World View Revolution, and that is what we call replacement parenting. Uh, for children whipsawed by the dizzying irrationalities of their progressive priests and priestesses in the public schools, there's replacement parenting, otherwise known as social and emotional learning. While parents may have resigned themselves to schools acting in loco parentis, SEL takes this, George, to the next extreme. Far from being concerned with cultivating traditional conceptions of character and virtue, the goal of SEL, according to its developer, Castle, is to, quote, mitigate the interrelated legacies of racial and class oppression in the U.S. and globally to, quote, critically examine the root causes of inequity and develop justice-oriented global citizens. Not American citizens, global citizens. There's an agenda here. In furtherance of these aims, schools have assumed the authority to engage in woke therapy sessions through topics like self-awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. As social and emotional learning advocate Dina Simmons put it, What's the point of teaching children about conflict resolution if we're not talking about the conflicts that exist because of racism and white supremacy? Mm, That's therein, always. So I trust our listeners are starting to get the picture. And we haven't even talked about vaccine mandates (laughs) that are being posed on our kids. You may have heard the story about the Colorado mom who discovered that her 13-year-old son had been jabbed and bribed not to tell his parents with a pizza. Oh, my goodness. This really happened. Well, George, I want to give a quote by um, ex-Attorney General William Barr that I think is very instructive for us. Here's what he said. 
We are rapidly approaching the point, if we've not already reached it, at which the heavy-handed enforcement of secular progressive orthodoxy through government-run schools is totally incompatible with traditional Christianity and other major religious traditions in our country. That is such a true statement. So here's the question, George. What's behind this? Who's pushing this agenda? And what is the ultimate goal of it? Why are they imposing this kind of indoctrination on our children? And by extension, our society. And I think to answer that question, a little insight from history is appropriate. And this goes back a long way. In April of 1917, the Russian communist Vladimir Lenin arrived in Petrograd, which is now St. Petersburg, uh, from what had been his exile in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll recall, this was the time of World War One. Yep. So, Germany was uh, fighting against Russia, and uh, the Germans, with whom Russia had been at war since the summer of 1914, secretly arranged Lenin's return to Russia— They granted him safe passage through Germany and even gave him millions of dollars in gold. They hoped that he would stir up enough trouble that Russia would actually withdraw from World War I and give Germany a break. Well, we know what happened within six months. Lenin was able to engineer what's called the October Revolution, that momentous event that brought Lenin to power and gave birth to the Red Terror, and George, over 74 years of communist rule. What did the Germans get uh, for fomenting revolution in Russia? Well, Lenin did give them a very short-term peace deal, but it didn't take long for that to fall apart, and Germany lost the war in World War I. Um, and then uh, the monster Lenin created... Uh, the infamous Berlin Wall in 1961. <laughs> Communism swallowed half of Germany in another war, uh, World War II, in 1945. And the first communist state enslaved millions and bedeviled the world until its final collapse in 1991. Well, here's what Lenin famously wrote when he was fomenting this revolution in Russia. Quote, we must be ready to employ trickery, deceit, law-breaking, withholding, and concealing truth. We can and must write in a language which sows among the masses hate, revulsion, and scorn toward those who disagree with us. So the end does justify the means. Does that sound familiar to what we're seeing in the school system today? Yep. Marxism has been called the religion of immoralism. Karl Marx himself wrote that in order to enter the kingdom of classless freedom, we must set aside moral standards. We must place duty and right, truth, morality, and justice where they can do no harm. Or in Lenin's words, quote, for us, morality is subordinated completely to the interest of the class struggle of the proletariat. Well, of course, Lenin and Marx, those guys are long gone. But their later disciples from the Frankfurt School, uh, people like Antonio Gramsci, 
promoted Marxism and actually exported it to the United States, starting in Columbia, but then it went to Brandeis, uh, Berkeley, and most of the Ivy Leagues. Now it's in every university across uh, the nation. Here's what Antonio Gramsci said. Quote, any country grounded in Judeo-Christian values cannot be overthrown until these roots are cut. Socialism is precisely the, quote, religion that must overwhelm Christianity. In the new world order, socialism will triumph by first capturing the culture via infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of society. So, George, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to connect the dots here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Our children are being indoctrinated into a new worldview that is totally contrary to everything that our nation was founded upon, and even truth and objective truth itself. And parents really need to be aware of this. Parents, until next time, please... Get yourself grounded in what's really behind all of this and the worldview that's coming after our children. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Rosca Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.